0: My family, above all, know this about me that I, I love, I love, I love Christmas. I love Christmas Eve. I loved Christmas Eve as a kid to get presents. Christmas Eve was the night before Christmas Day, a great day celebrating the birth of Jesus. This is Good Friday Eve, the night before Jesus. Would bear our iniquity, where he was pierced for our transgressions. The full wrath of the Almighty God came upon Jesus in our stead, that he might bring us to God. This is a really good evening. There is nothing more important than our lives to be marked with a constant remembrance that goes down to everything we do in the death of death, in the death of Jesus Christ. God, would you please help me, us, And would you help anyone watching tonight online to be ravished by your mercy and Calvary love through the gospel of our Lord Jesus Christ, who some 2,000 years ago or so gathered around with his disciples and said, I'm about to suffer. This, This is... The blood of the new covenant that is poured out for you. Save those who are lost and waken up those who are found. But still, we all need to be grounded by this tonight. In Jesus' name, amen. Uh, Let's begin by looking at Monday, Thursday in the Gospels. Monday, Thursday was na- labeled that from the Latin word mandatum, because in John chapter 13, Jesus, after entering the upper room with his disciples, there must have not been any slave there to do the slavery duty, slave duty of washing people's feet before a meal. And so Jesus looked around, went, grabbed a bowl of water, grabbed a towel, and he started the embarrassment of his disciples to washed his disciples feet after he did that he gave a commandment he says a new commandment that's where we get the word monday not monday monday a new commandment i give you that you love one another it was the last it was the thursday night of holy week he was going to be arrested that evening within 24 hours he'd be in a grave you can look with me at Luke chapter 22, either in your chair with a phone or, or your Bible, or it's going to be up on the screen. But will you follow along as I read these verses? We're going to zero in unto the Lord's Supper passage. Verse 14 of Luke 22. And when the hour came, he reclined at table and the apostles with him. And he said to them, I have earnestly desired to eat this Passover with you before I suffer. I wonder what the disciples are thinking right now. Before you suffer? We're here at Passover. You're the king. We just watched when they cried Hosanna on the streets. They rejoiced at your 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 come. You came. You're suffering because you see in just a few chapters before in Luke 18, Jesus said, took the twelve aside, and he said, "See, we're going to Jerusalem, and everything that is written of the Son of Man by the prophets will be accomplished. For he will be delivered over to the Gentiles and will be mocked and shamefully treated and spit upon, and after he will rise." Back to Luke 22, verse 16. For I tell you, I will not eat of it until it is fulfilled in the kingdom of God. And he took a cup, and when he had given thanks, he said, Take this and divide it among yourself. For I tell you that from now on I will not drink the fruit of the vine until the kingdom comes. And he took bread and he broke it. When he gave thanks, he broke it and he gave it to them, saying, This is my body, which is given for you. Do this in remembrance of me. And likewise, he took a cup after they had eaten, saying, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. Do you see that phrase up there, back there? New covenant. In my blood. Covenant. What a word. It's an old word. Maybe to some of you it's a strange and foreign word. Not often used. Maybe you've seen it on the side of a building. If you're at Faith Church, you've heard the word covenant. Because we talk about it often. This ring right here. This wedding ring represents to me covenant. With this ring, I thee wed. I said, I pledged these promises to my wife Molly. And in that covenant. Before God and other witnesses, and God is our foundation, we made obligations and promises to each other. Obligations, we are to be faithful to each other, loyal, devoted, giving ourselves to each other and no one other in the same way. And we had blessings. We were t- these blessings is, comes when we give each other to each other, we enjoy each other's companionship, help, pleasure, fruitfulness, and loyalty. And yet, it's an imperfect covenant. Because we're both imperfect, red-blooded sinners, selfish, proud, and with every respect, we have the same spiritual DNA of our spiritual parents, Adam and Eve. As a church, we make a covenant, a pact, an agreement, and we just renewed it last Sunday. We said things like, we will purpose, therefore, by the aid of the Holy Spirit to walk together in Christian love. And in that Christian love, we'll hope for the Lord's return and we'll watch over each other in this brotherly love. And we'll pray for each other and we'll aid each other in sickness and in distress among many things. That's a covenant. It's a pledge. Well, if you're familiar with the Bible, the Bible talks about covenants. It introduces several covenants. First, well, before Abraham, Noah, but we find God making a covenant with Abraham. And to all his offspring, he was going to bless. And all the nations of the world, we bless through Abraham. And in Exodus, we find a covenant given to Moses, which is really a renewal of the Abraham covenant At Mount Sinai, you know the Ten Commandments. There God gave law and sacrifices and regulations and priesthoods and promises and curses, warnings and blessings. The history of Old Testament shows Israel constantly breaking and abusing and rejecting and twisting and running away from God's law, God's way. And God's goodness. So, some six or 700 years later, or actually around 700 BC, the Lord came and appeared to a prophet, Jeremiah. And he said this Jeremiah 31, here's the text Behold, the days are coming, declares the Lord, when I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel and the house of Judah, not like the covenant that I made with their hand to bring them out of the land of Egypt. My covenant that they broke, though I was their husband, declares the Lord. For this is the covenant that I will make with the house of Israel after those days, declares the Lord. I will put my law within them, and I will write it on their hearts, and I will be their God, and they shall be my people, and no longer shall each one teach his neighbor And each his brother saying, Know the Lord, for they shall all know me, from the least of them to the greatest, declares the Lord, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember their sin no more. Now remember, in Luke 22 when Jesus said, This cup that is poured out for you is the new covenant in my blood. He was referring to what 700 years before, the prophet had prophesied. Now he is making these bold claimants that his blood was going to establish a covenant with God's people. And it was coming today. It was coming through his, or it was coming through his blood. This cup on Monday, Monday, Thursday being poured out is a picture of this new covenant. What is this new covenant that Jesus and his sacrificial death makes a reality? and i want you to ponder would once again be just overwhelmed with focus as we ponder the death of jesus christ that takes place on good friday and tonight as we ponder and in just a few minutes take of the lord's supper and do what he said do this in remembrance of me we will remember with maybe some new meaning the benefits of his grace to us When he said this, the new covenant in my blood. When he said in my blood, he means by my blood. When he means by my blood, what Jesus was meaning, by my sacrificial death. I am going to suffer and die. And that sacrificial death is going to bring life. And it's going to establish covenant. You see, over a thousand years before Jesus, 1500 years when God established his covenant, Law with Moses. He established this promises and covenant. And this covenant was bound when he, they took blood and killed goats and, uh, and calves. And they took the blood and they sprinkled it on the people and on the altar. And they established a covenant. This time it would be Jesus' blood. They would establish a covenant with us. Do you know what that covenant means for us? It means, according to Jeremiah 31... His law will be written on our hearts. And we'll all know God. And He will forgive our sins. I want to restate them just briefly in reverse order to that order. At least because that's the, the, the last one is the foundation for the other ones. The new covenant through Christ's blood means these three things at least. One, forgiveness of sins. Two, relationship with God. And three, transformed hearts. If you're here this evening and you do not know these gospel realities, oh, it is my job to plead with you to listen up. Young people, teenagers, children, today could be the day when you believe in a way that you say, I understand and I want Jesus and I want to follow him and I believe, I enter into this covenant with God through Jesus Christ that he foretold on the night before he was going to die. First, the covenant, this new covenant to us, that we're going to celebrate in just a minute, this new covenant meal, means the forgiveness of sins. He says, for I will forgive their iniquity, and I will remember. What he means not that he has the power to forget. It is as though you will all your sins are blotted out. I will not take them into account. Instead, I will pardon all of your sins. The death of Jesus brings about amazingly the forgiveness of sins. And of course, for us that is a big deal. But for us, it's often it is not. Do you know that one of the greatest problems in the universe that for every man is that they don't understand and comprehend the problem that they really are a sinner and they need desperately a Savior, whether they believe that or know that or not. No, we have fallen short of the glory of God by sin. As Packer says, the New Testament means not just social error or failure in the first instance, but rebellion against, defiance of, retreat from, and consequent guilt before God, our creator. And sin, says the New Testament, is the basic evil from which we need deliverance. We are wired to be selfish, self-focused, proud, and not bowing the knee to our creator maker every. As every moment of our existence, of which we owe him our allegiance in all things. The news and to the rest of the world, I am going to suffer and I'm going to be poured out. This is my body that is given for you. This blood is poured out for you in the new covenant, to make a new covenant by means of my blood, the death. The Son of God. And it means you're going to be pardoned. It means that when you faced a judge, the great judge in the universe someday, at in the last day, you'll say, Lord, Lord. And you'll say, Why? I don't know if he'll say this exactly. But why should I receive you into eternal joy? Forgiven. All my sins have been forgiven. And I have been given not only a clean slate, but I have been given all of the righteousness and mercy and the goodness of Jesus Christ because he died for me and gave himself for me. Paul said in Ephesians, in him we have redemption, freedom through his blood, The forgiveness of trespasses according to the riches of his grace. The old covenant was a picture of a new covenant. Jesus appeared as a high priest into the holy places, not by the means of bloods of goats and calves, but by means of his own blood, thus securing eternal redemption. For if the blood of goats and blows and sprinkling of defiled persons with the ashes of heifer sanctify the purification of the flesh, how much more will the blood of Christ, who through the eternal Spirit offered Himself without blemish to God, purify a conscience from dead works to serve the living God. This covenant, this promise, brings us the forgiveness of sins. Oh, I, I pray that the Holy Spirit would right now communicate to our hearts that this is the best of news. This is, the best, this is the greatest thing we need. We need him to forgive our sins because apart from that, we are distant. God cannot accept us. He will, not, he will not allow us into his presence a blessing. Instead, he is against us. His wrath is against us. But the covenant that Jesus established through his sacrificial death means pardon and rescue forgiveness of sins. But not only does it mean that it means two, number 2, relationship with God. It means that we have relationship with God. In in Jeremiah 31 in the new covenant he says, I will I will be their people and no longer will each one teach his neighbor and each his brother saying know the Lord, for they shall all know me from the least of them to the greatest. I think what this means is that God, through forgiving our sins through Jesus Christ, will bring us all that have repented and believed into a real relationship with God so we can know Him, we can really know Him. Do you know Him tonight? One is, your, are your sins forgiven and do you know that? Or are you just still walking around in your guilt unforgiven? And secondly, do you have a relationship with Jesus? Do you know Him? Is he your father? He is not your father because you were made into this world. He becomes your father only through the Lord Jesus Christ. And you become a son of God as you repent of your sins and believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. You see, Peter said to the church, for Christ also suffered Once for sins, the righteous, that's Jesus, for the unrighteous, that's us, in order that He might bring us to God, and to bring us to God not in some cold and chilly relationship so that this week and this year you would know Him more, so that you would love Him, so that you would trust in Him, so that you would be His people, and He would be your God, and so when people would know you, you as a Christian, you'd say, I'm... I'm a a forgiven sinner. I'm still in process, but I know this God. He'll never leave me or forsake me. He has cared for me. I know this God. He has filled this book with promises and truth about Him and I want to know it. I want to drink in this book. I want to eat it. I want to know the truth of this book because this reveals to me and He has given me now an ability to know Him and have a relationship with Him. When Jesus was to stretch out His hands on the cross and die for us, shedding His blood, He established a covenant so sins are forgiven and so we could know Him. Oh, do you know Him? No, not just know of Him. Not just pass a test that, yes, He's he's a Trinity God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Yes, you know some things about Him and name some attributes, but He is is He your, really your Father? Is He your God, your Lord, your Master? Can we even dare say friend? Not in, in any dishonoring way, but in the way the psalmist says that He is the friend of those who fear Him. Time does not allow, nor am I able to properly, it is to us. I can only point you to it at just a surface level and ask you to just don't be satisfied until you understand it and seek it and enjoy it and live it and experience it and receive it by faith. We can know Him. If you know God, you're broken over your sins and you know that you're the only, re- the only reason you have a relationship with God is the- it's the work of Jesus and His new covenant made this possible. The last thing I want you to see from this passage, from this covenant, Jeremiah 31, this new covenant. Remember, this is the new covenant in my blood. It brings transformed hearts. This is one of the most beautiful lines. I, I just I hope that you just you let this ring in your heart this week. Not only does he forgive our sins, and he makes it possible to have a relationship with him, this, this line right here in Jeremiah 31, I will put my law within them, and I will write it, the law, on their hearts. Has God written his law on your heart? This is a beautiful description of what God does for us after forgiving sin. Inward triumph over sinning. By transforming us from the inside out and by giving us His Holy Spirit. His blood shed for us is far more than just bringing us to God so that we would know Him and forgiving our sins. His blood established in this covenant means that He is working inside of us. Friends, He is changing your will and your desires so that you desire Him, so that you desire things that last forever and are for your joy and good rather than suicidal, earthly things that will just wither and die. He takes this book that at first seems so hard to understand and so cryptic and difficult, he takes this word that is breathed out by Him, and He writes the truths in our hearts and He helps us to understand it. He puts it inside so that not only will we start to do this Word, but we'll love this Word. We'll not only do the commandments, but love the commandments. He will produce an obedience which is a necessary evidence that he really made a covenant with us in the first place. He will produce a faith which causes us to walk day by day marked by him. I, I could point you to passage after passage in the Old Testament. I'm just going to you, point you to one. It's worth you writing it down, marking it. I want you to just hear this. Listen to what Ezekiel says in Ezekiel 36. If it's helpful to you, maybe just close your eyes for a minute and listen to this word and focus. This is what Jesus was establishing when he was going to the cross on Mon- as he prepared on Monday, Thursday. Here's the prophecy being fulfilled. I will sprinkle clean water on you and you shall be clean from all your uncleanness and from all your idols I will clean- cleanse you. And I will give you a new heart and a new spirit I will put within you. And I will remove the heart of stone from your flesh and I will give you a heart of flesh. And I will put my spirit within you. And I will cause you to walk in my statues and be careful to obey my rules. And you shall dwell in the land that I gave to your fathers. And you shall be my people and I will be your God. Friends, on this Good Friday Eve... Savior, who is the mediator of a better covenant than ever Moses was. He is greater than any high priest in the Old Testament who would offer sacrifices. He is the mediator of a new covenant who did not take any bull or goat and cut them up and pour blood all over the sacrifices. He shed his own blood in order to make a covenant that said, I'm going to change you from the inside out. Which means I'm going to help you bear fruit like joy and love and peace and patience and self-control and mercy and kindness and compassion and words of love and grace and forbearance to others and contentment, humility, sacrificial living and the ability to endure trials in this life. I'm going to do all of that Because left to yourself, you'd be toast. You have the whole testament to see. Apart from my guide and aid, you're a mess. But a new covenant, I'm going to work with in your heart by my Holy Spirit. Friends, let us enjoy this covenant. Young people, children. Really, any age. I I, I guess some of you are not yet in this covenant. You have not entered into the new covenant through Jesus Christ. You've never truly been saved. Just as when Jesus took the disciples and he said to them, here is my body and my blood. When he gave them the bread and the wine, he said, take and drink, take, and eat. He was saying, you need to appropriate what I have done through faith. Oh, we must, all of us, not just know these truths, but wholeheartedly put our trust in Jesus to be our forgiveness and the means of our relationship with God. And He will do it. Have you done that? This is the new covenant in my blood. Here's the new covenant invitation to all of us. Whether you've heard it or not, whether you've received it or not, whether you are bound in Christ by it or not, here it is, it's from the book of Acts. Let it be known to you, therefore, brothers, that through this man, Jesus Christ, forgiveness of sins is proclaimed to you, it is offered to you. And by him, everyone who believes is freed from which you could not ever be freed by the law of Moses. Repent, therefore, and turn back, turn to God that your sins may be blotted out. To him, all of the prophets bear witness that everyone who believes in Jesus receives forgiveness of sins through his name. Father, I I just pray that you would help us on this evening. This Good Friday eve, this Monday Thursday. I pray that you would help us to see and savor Jesus Christ, the mediator of a new covenant for us. I pray that you would not allow the familiarity of just the, the last supper, the communion meal, to just take away the grandeur and the glory of what it is for our lives. Would you take, off, take out a heart of stone and put in a heart of flesh to some in this room? I pray that we would know you and we would see and know that our sins are forgiven because we put faith and trust in Jesus Christ. In whose name I pray, amen. I'm gonna gonna invite the deacons or elders, whoever's coming to serve, if you wanna come sit in the...